0: I'm Caroline. Over the years, I've started a bunch of creative projects I failed to finish. So I wanted to talk to creative people, writers, comedians, filmmakers, photographers, musicians, about how they work and what they do when things get tough, learn the secrets of finishing. From Dublin, Ireland, it's Operation Project. It's taken me a while now to get this to a place where I don't fucking have a heart attack <laughs> when, yeah. I'm, when I'm recording it. It's like, is this record? At least you have the laptop. Like, I used to always have to run
1: into the back of the...
0: Oh, because you're getting off the desk.
1: Yeah, so, I'd like, I'd like, like when, when the conversations when I just go to the guests and wander in and check the thing to make sure it's recorded about five minutes in. Yeah. Because, like, losing a pot, live podcast is terrifying, like...
0: Have you ever lost a podcast?
1: I haven't lost a podcast, but I had... The first one we did with Sean Murphy, with Smurphy, was Unusable. Like oh, the sound okay. quality was just terrible. But it was like, it was always a pilot, so didn't really care. Right. But I felt bad for Smurfy because he came up on waterfront and stuff. But, yeah, okay. He put the know, effort in. Did you have it. him back? No, because just stopped doing it. <laughs>
0: right, okay. Um. Well, I guess oh, I think it started already. So I'm here with Ali O'Rourke, a comedian. It, she's making an excited, happy face that you can see. A comedian, comedy promoter. That's, I guess, your main role. That's why you're here today. Yeah. Because you're a standard comedian and you... Our comedy promoter with a regular monthly comedy night called Token Straight, which it's the second, which Sunday is it? The third Sunday of the month? It's kind of
1: the, yeah, it's like the middle Sunday. (laughs) It changes slightly, but it tends to be around... Whatever Sunday is closest to the 15th of the month basically Okay
0: no no that makes sense That's a little harder I have a monthly comedy club on a Sunday And I'm able to go the first Sunday of the month But yeah. yours is a little wonkier than that Yeah
1: and, and like, I wish I had that consistency yeah. But like yeah it's just It's it's just the way I don't get to pick the dates So I just Yeah, yeah I, Well
0: it's pretty it's very consistent It's once a month and it's Sundays Yeah And it's and, in
1: jesters And then we've started doing other events Like it's kind of becoming nearly a bi monthly club, but the other events might be special. Yeah, like their collaborations or like we started expanding into doing. We're just trying to do weird projects. Yes, fun with it. But uh, yeah, I I guess you could call me a comedy promoter. No, you. Well, you called yourself
0: one by having a comedy night, but that's a that's a role now that you're filling and you're.
1: Like I really wanted this comedy night to exist Like everything I do I always just wanted to exist So I went out and did it Because nobody else is going to do it yeah. So accidental comedy promoter
0: Yeah Well I suppose that's the way With a lot of people who do stuff Especially in a kind of ad hoc punk fashion yeah. Which is this thing isn't, isn't around I want this thing So I'm going to do this thing
1: do it or DIY or die. like Yeah,
0: yeah. A same podcast. I know yeah. I'm always going, if anyone listens to this podcast, uh, well, you must be listening to it if you're listening yeah. to you right now. I'm always going on about how podcasts is really punk because you don't actually have to have permission. The platforms are all there. You just publish it. You don't yeah. fucking need anyone's permission. Oh, the other thing is you're totally allowed to swear. I don't know if I said that or not.
1: That's good. Cool. I'm still like a little bit, uh, I, I swore on the Ray Darcy radio show. So I'm still a little bit like.
0: <gasps> <laughs> is, and does that, is that like, Actually, actually live, or did
2: they actually
1: live? Okay, did I, they sniff it said, out? fuck on Irish. They sifted out of the the online version, yeah. but it went out live. Oh fuck! Did you get into trouble? No, I was like afterwards. I'm really sorry, Ray. I, I'm sorry. I said, and he's just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and did they? Like, Such a nice man. <laughs> was did everyone's eyes like widen in <laughs> the room? He, he just
1: kind of. It was really interesting. He kind of just waved it off, but there was a bunch of other comedians in the room with me, and they yeah. all went. <gasps>
2: I he did
0: it (laughs) The thing The thing that must not be done I have a friend And uh, she's on the radio Sometimes my friend Nicola And whenever she's doing A live thing on the radio I always go to her Oh Nicola One piece of advice Don't say cunt (laughs) And it's just (laughs) In her way It's going to come out one day You're going to get
1: Such an angry phone
0: call And it's just It's me Like I just Well I Fucking kind of get away with it Even like the goalposts Have moved a lot on swearing On where swearing is acceptable I think Like what time Is Ray Darcy's show on it?
1: Um the thing that you I were think, on, I think it's. I'm trying to remember because I, I had worked. Uh, I was like, was four it more? o'clock. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's not quite drive time. It's just that after it's the afternoon slot. Yes, like the traditional afternoon radio slot.
0: Right, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. That so yeah, there probably was people who were offended by your fucking. But I fuck mean,
1: <laughs> if that's the most offensive thing they had about me. <laughs> I was also talking about Tommy Tiernan eating fire lighters so okay that's uh
0: is that your standard Tommy Tiernan fucking uh, anecdote then tell me more tell me more no
1: my Tommy Tiernan's granny um uh lived across the street from my granny okay so my granny came into what not alone what we call the back kitchen right uh, which is the utility room for you dublin people okay uh,
0: <laughs> i grew up in fucking the 60s housing estate in sandtree we didn't have a back kitchen okay
1: Fair, fair. uh notions uh <laughs> where did you wash the muck off your shoes and hide the turf anyways no, sorry.
0: <laughs> we just tracked the muck in through the house if there was any muck yeah but uh,
1: Yeah, no, she came into the, into the utility room one day and there was like an eight year old boy just sitting there eating fire lighters. It was Tommy Tiernan.
0: Oh my God. And he was let, like he was, he was let. I mean, there. I think it was like
1: seventies Ireland. I think yeah. it was just like whatever happened, like happened. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I, I, I think it was, I sound like the stories from my parents just packs <laughs> yeah.
0: But. Well, maybe it put a fire in his belly. Hey, oh, Jesus I Christ. love
1: that. No, 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 no. Own the pun. Own. Oh, yeah, okay. No apologizing for puns. It. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, that's that's good. Uh, uh, what other comedians were on this? I'm just curious now who else yeah, no, was on yeah. this um Ray but, Darcy Yoke.
1: There was a bunch of us, There was like Sean King, hmm. I'm gonna forget people, Mike Rice, Una Una was on it.
0: Loads of funny bastards.
1: Yeah, it was a really weird it was like you were sitting there going, like, oh, this room was definitely picked for diversity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've got one of everyone.
2: Yeah, but yeah. they're all
1: like the good ones of those ones. You know what I mean? <laughs> it,
2: was, it was like it was like loads of
1: different styles. Like, but yeah, like it's you know like uh, Richie Bree was on it too. I don't know, I'm definitely forgetting. No, no well, that's that's
0: quite a lot of people. Yeah. In in a, in an instant where there's a lot of uh, comedians in a room like that Where's everyone vying for airtime. No,
1: it was really weird. We're all being like it was nearly like we were all being considered. We were probably all too considered. Right. Like we we're all trying not to step on each other's like but, like there was like so many like point, like also in like the comedy brain was motoring like like cuz you're in like like, like I was like but you're like Will I hop in with this tag On yeah, somebody yeah. else's joke Is that rude Is that I want to Am I stealing their moment yeah. You know It was really weird Because we're all i say it was nearly most of us Like a lot of us had podcasts Or pod, were on podcasts Right But I think it was our first time On national radio Yeah You know what I mean A For a lot of us So it was kind of this weird like is this a big opportunity for us, or you yeah. know, it's,
0: but yeah, it, you, everyone was being sensitive and everyone was being kind of fucking sound and not like hogging. Yeah, yeah. I managed
1: to get a plug in for my night, which is my nice. main objective. It's, it's like because nice. you know, like his demographic is famously queer,
0: uh, <laughs> 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 right, right? And that's the other thing, that's your token stray is a, like a queer yeah. comedy night, and the hook being there's one token, stray. one token stray of the night. Now, this podcast. You actually have a show on tonight, so this podcast won't go on. Obviously, before uh this night that's on tonight, but Aiden Bishop is your token straight tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. We normally don't like identify the straight that, like, or it's not that we don't identify. We don't like.
0: There isn't a big fucking yeah.
2: It's a circle on the poster. Yeah, 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 and we like
1: to keep it vague. A lot of people, yeah, yeah. Aiden Bishop is deadly. When I asked him to do it, he was just like.
0: I'm gonna be the straightest straight ever.
1: I was like, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> okay,
0: cool. So he's he's up for it, and that's nice. He'll get to see because, of course, he runs uh, the international family yeah, club, which is
1: one of the big four, as yeah. I like to call it in Dublin. Like, yeah, you know, and it's one of, it's just an institution, really. Yeah. Like,
0: so it's good to have him from the Old Guard come and see your... Which is, it's relatively new. How long has your club been going now? Um,
1: come up, I think we're actually six months. I was thinking about this on the way over. Yeah, we're actually yeah. six months. I was like, what, well, that flew. Yeah. You know, I guess with monthly nights, they just, yeah, they come in and yeah it's funny that.
0: I have a monthly night as well I produce monthly night retrovision and you know the way you're going oh fuck I have to do this and you have, you have to do loads of work and it's like yeah. two weeks before you start doing I don't know how you do yeah, it yeah no, know it, it tends
1: to be a two week run it yeah. Like, yeah
0: and then you're like when it's over you're like oh phew I can take my foot off pedal but that two weeks comes back really fast yeah not like, like, was that two weeks ago yeah, yeah totally so uh like the monthly I think it's it's it, you don't have to put in you need to put in quite a lot of resources because it's only 12 in a year so you really need to have a good shake of the stick with making it a good night but uh if it was every week you'd be a bit more i'd definitely be a bit more ah fuck it like i'll let this one go
1: (laughs) if there's definitely a fatigue but there's definitely systems you have to put in place i think the more you do something you put your own little systems in but like with token straight i don't know maybe it's my industrial design background i'm always like iterating on it and trying to improve it like make the night better make the user experience better for both mostly for the punters but also for the comedians as well you know that's like that's my goal so I'm always iterating on it but if it was a weekly night you'd get to a certain stage and you just like okay the systems are in place it's running it's its, grand yeah yeah I mean I feel like when we're talking about like uh beforehand we're talking about making posters yeah I say if I did it again I wouldn't I wouldn't go I'd wouldn't do. I have all every comedian's uh, headshot cropped out on a poster, like a lineup, yeah. like a police lineup. But it's like uh, it's so much work. If I was doing that again, yeah. like if it was a weekly night, I would not be doing that.
2: Yeah. I just.
1: Or at the very least, I'd be doing something similar to the work that Dwayne Dugan's done yeah. for Inter and for his own Night Cherry.
0: He has good branding that he then Just
1: slaps, slaps on. Slots in yeah. the photo, like the headshots. And But mine has to be a particular, like... A lot of people send me uh, like, nearly like side angle views of them yeah. doing weird things or they'll send, they'll have like artistic headshots I'm like, no, I just want your head and shoulders. Yeah, because wanna...
0: to, to fit this uh, template that you have it, and the way you, you have to basically cut out in Photoshop. I cut the person yeah, out And, and stick just, them out Yeah Like it's
1: not that much work It's just extra work That you don't need yeah. to do So it's like that Streamlining needs to happen
0: a bit You know what You know you could change it And do something different Well
1: I will Because I'm of the design background There's definitely A uh, uh, I won't say a rebrand, but there's definitely a facelift coming. Okay, yeah, yeah. cool.
0: And that's a nice thing to to go, this has served me up to this point, but really, even stuff like, I don't need that extra fucking work. So, or, or now you know more about what it is, you can make it look different, but you didn't know that until you started doing it. Exactly.
1: And we have a national tour coming up.
0: Oh, tell me about that. Which is an
1: exclusive to this podcast. Amazing. Okay, well
0: now that's the incentive to get it out really quickly. Because you were, because of course, it's a monthly night, but as you already touched on it's becoming more than that now it's a uh, there was a Trinity a hook yeah, up with Trinity
1: that, that was a, we did a collaboration with Trinity comedy, DU comedy Society and with QSOC and Trinity which is their LGBTI group right so we were just like oh we'll reach out and we'll just try to do something because like you re-
0: reached out to them or they to you
1: Uh I, we actually reached out to them because right. we were like our I won't say remit it's like an unofficial remit of Token Straight is to make the just increase queer participation in comedy whether it's audience or comedians okay um because we were just like queer people don't really go to comedy nights because they're used to being the butt of the joke especially trans people okay so we were like we need to make a night that they feel comfortable coming to because they they want like we were doing a bunch of us started doing cabarets we're like oh we're actually going down really well here and a lot of people say ah i don't normally like comedy but i really like what you're doing or or stuff like to me particularly a lot of people come up and like I never liked dick jokes before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've made dick jokes swallowable, swallowable, hey, have you? Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking
1: hell. We should be on the stage. You're professional over here.
0: <laughs> But that, that's, so you, it, it, this is, this is comes back to what you were saying. This didn't exist and so you went, I'm going to make this exist, this yeah. this place where people feel comfortable and it's like diverse and it's, but it's, it's also fun. Like, it's not fucking preachy. I, <laughs> you shit. Mean,
1: we're trying to, Like it's about, it's for the community. So we make it about the community. So it's about the audience. You know what I mean? Like we get a lot of stick. We do crowd work Consent
0: stickers Oh yeah The little halloween yeah, yeah well yeah. it just
1: happened The first one Was <laughs> like back before It was like there was Halloween stuff in the shops And they were Like they're slightly Glow in the dark And reflective So you can see them When you're on stage Yes okay So they actually were, They were really effective Like ooh Actually I need to get More for tonight
0: I thought it was Some sort of thematic Thing that I didn't understand No being, no It was literally Being 44 just, and straight I was like this is some yoke. Yeah, I don't the know queers, The
1: kids are doing Queers this. do love Halloween Right it's, it's, it's one of our High holidays right, <laughs> no, I, yeah. I can see that because it's all
0: little like bats and little yeah. witches and Halloween stuff and is kind of
1: like queer Christmas actually now I think about <laughs> right, it <laughs> um, but, but you
0: want people to be able to like because some oh my god some people die at the idea of being picked out in the crowd and being yeah. talked to so actually the idea of consent while well, it seems a little bit like slightly over top it's actually kind of nice because there's some people who will yeah. just it, ruin their night
1: yeah it's like their worst literal worst nightmare yeah. to be picked on by a comedian
0: yeah
2: yeah
1: and like we wanted to them like It's, I always say to people, it's not for everyone. You know what I mean? Like not every night should have it. Yeah. But we're looking at, like we approached it, we're looking at um, Token Straight and we're looking at who the audience is and we're serving an audience. Yeah. You know, it's about them. Yeah. So what experience do we want them to have? What experience would they like? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. Like, And the vast majority of them. Like there's definitely seems to be a higher rate of anxiety in the queer community as well. Okay. I don't know if that's actually, I I have no citations to back that up. Maybe
0: but, people are or just. Or maybe
1: they're more vocal about it. I was going to say yeah. maybe they're more
0: vocal about it. And that because speaking up is encouraged I- yeah. in a way that maybe in more mainstream society, like it's not so as encouraged. So I, I don't know. It's it's an interesting one. Do you solicit feedback then from your audience? Do you go, how are we doing?
1: Um Yeah, we, we do a lot of talking, but because it's coming up in six months of actually been putting together a little Google Doc for two different ones one for comedians and one for the audience and we're going to try to
0: get we're just going to do a little audit see if we're doing what we want to do. God, I love that. I'm like, this is my favorite thing in the world. (laughs) Little audits. I I love a little audit. Uh, We do, um, like even in our monthly night, you know, we have this document of every single thing we bring to the club and we do a checklist because there's a lot of stuff that we have in Retrovision we have to bring for the night. But it's like a checklist of everything. We have these checklists. We have And we do an audit and we go, how many people did we get this time versus last time? It, about the format even changing around the format how long the different pieces are but constantly refining or revisiting. it's interesting because loads of people on my podcast like I have didn't even talk about what this podcast is about but it's about creativity and I personally want to talk to people who I respect who put out consistent oh <laughs> uh, consistent uh material that I think is of quality so if they want to do that they're bothering doing that they're doing well and all, everybody who has talked to me has talked about iterations of and refinement and refining the process and that seems to be thematically that's what cre- cre- it's like this creativity and then there's actually fucking doing and sticking those things together yeah, you know? it's
1: like an initial creative burst and then you're like okay this is happening I need to maintain it but I also need to adapt it to like again if you're doing like a lot of the night nice stuff fail or fail to find an audience in Dublin first of all they're not building it from the audience they're not building an experience like they don't think oh they're thinking it from a comedian's perspective yes. rather than from the audience perspective yeah and like we're doing empathetic design I mean empathetic comedy that's
0: isn't that, that that's a nice way of thinking about it and actually you know now you say it right all comedy nights are put on by comedians yeah almost exclusively Right, like they're all comedians, the comedy promoters. Yeah, well, are
1: they're like both? Of them? I mean, yeah, and in a way that makes sense. But also, there's definitely something for say, like, like the like one of the retrovision strengths is that you have Brian, who's a comedian, but also you, who isn't a comedian. Like there's a marriage Of perspectives there Yeah yeah Because like I
2: am I
0: always am in the audience I know what the audience wants yeah. I'm the fucking You've probably
1: been more gigs In Dublin the last year Than anybody has de- like, Definitely Definitely out of non-comedians like, yeah. just like, No
0: I'm patient zero yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can totally and, and I'm on the floor And I know what's right And I know what's wrong yeah. And yeah, I suppose I just—it's just occurred to me now that it's always co- comedians putting on the nights, but maybe a few more people who aren't comedians putting on the nights. You, you need
1: to respect those. So yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. Um, definitely, definitely.
0: Who's your your collaborators with for Token Straight? So who you're? You're the cha- I'd say you're the champion. Is that a no? It's me. It's a collaboration between
1: me and Felix O'Connor. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I'd probably. The person that went let's do this and yeah. then like i was like oh okay yeah felix you need to help me do this well, isn't it to- nice to have yeah, someone to yeah. help you and like we're both it's very interesting because we're both okay we're both trans people but we're also both comedians and we know we're coming from different backgrounds that are outside like we're probably comedy outsiders you okay. know what i mean i think that's the way to say it like i don't want to be like i'm the rebel but it's not like that we were coming from backgrounds that are traditionally not not comedians or in the comedy world or yeah. being a butter jokes. So we kinda get it. Yeah. But also we both come from different creative backgrounds. Like Felix has did drama and spoken word, you know, he, he did film studies in college. I did a design I'm from a design background Slash I played in Punk bands and stuff yeah. Like that when I was younger so.
0: I played in punk bands As well Yeah I it's like that. that DOI or <laughs> die is Coming back <laughs> That's and, it It's yeah, just like yeah.
1: there's, We just don't see I think that's interesting though The DOI mentality Creeping into A comedy And you see a lot In in More in Ireland now Actually in the early comedy scene Like you talk to Joe Rooney In the background, Like back in the 70s it was So in the 80s And 90s it was just so fucking punk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just like, they didn't really care. They just did like whatever. And they just like, it's just like the removal of the barrier to something creative.
0: Yeah. yeah. And sure, every fucking pub in this town has a room upstairs or downstairs yeah. with nothing happening in it that they want to be selling pints
2: to yeah. basically. Yeah, exactly. So
0: like, it's, it's not that hard to find a room. Now, to but find a good, a good room,
2: room is- a good
0: room is hard and like uh, I'm I'm not making light of anything but if you're trying to get something on its feet and try something out it's not that hard to try something out now to find something yeah that really works and ticks all the boxes uh, and that's what every single person now I've had far too many comedy people on my podcast because I'm (laughs) I'm in that you're in that world now yeah yeah. so it's it's but now I, I I know a lot about it and People talking about like what works in a room. There is a checklist of like the room and and what works in the room. But uh, people probably bust out of that and make other kind of rooms I mean,
1: that's it. Like apparently when they started the Comedy Cellar, which is upstairs in International where the intro was, they actually chose that room because it wasn't a traditional comedy space. Okay. They chose it because they want, like they, the Comedy Cellar was an alternative comedy room. Yeah, if you think about, it, it's the oldest running club in Ireland for li- for listeners. it was in eighty eight, so it's one year older than me.
0: Oh um, man, <laughs> Jesus! I, uh, everyone knows exactly how old I'm. Always, I, I'm always saying how old I am, but yeah, 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 yeah. I was twelve, so yeah. I was probably fucking going there. Yeah, like you're younger to than me,
1: so here <laughs> we go. Uh, keep drinking those bloods of infants. Uh. <laughs> I will. <laughs> But um, no, uh, it, but they chose a space because the kind of comedy they wanted to do was alternative. And now it's been morphed over the years into a really nice comedy space. Yeah. But it's uh, it, 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 it was, that's why they chose the space. So, right, right. Like if you're thinking about it, like, um, like on show has a slight cabaret feel to it or variety show feel to it when you do certain things, like especially retrovision or like you, you that's it. You think about what your night wants to be and then you choose the space for that
0: night. Yeah. Well, I'd have to tell you, we didn't really choose Unshaw very carefully. <laughs> yeah.
2: We went, oh, we kind
0: of know the guy who owns yeah. Unsure. And uh, it's beside the yoga studio Where we go And like we can walk there With all our stuff So we, <laughs> fact, we picked I mean it. The,
1: like walking there With all your stuff Is yeah. actually a very Like that's a cost That's a very
0: Sometimes you get a cab If we're being really lazy But yeah it's like We just wanted somewhere really It, it looks Like chill. not far away And chill And honestly It's a little bit of a kip And I mean that in the nicest way possible You lay out the chairs it's How you want It is it is perfect And of course uh, Ali your night is in uh, Chiena People always mix up Chiena and, and on show, that yeah, yeah. i show sure. I do it myself. I say the it's wrong like the word. The Irish one. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, but it's it's in the basement of. I'm um, show. Shit, Jesus! I just fucking did it. And like that's a that 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 room has evolved over the years yeah. into like a, a good comedy room like now. The
1: iterations has gone through, and the iterations that jesters are host club, I guess, is what you would yeah. describe it. At. Like we're. It's, it's weird, really like tenants or something, you know. Right. And maybe that's not the well, there's a word. relationship that's the wrong word, yeah. We're yeah. like, because it's again, when we're talking, I talked to this before with you before, it's like we're all about building stuff with people, yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense to have 20 rival lights, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why not build? Brands and clubs together like and, you know. and be
0: supportive of each other I actually have a, a thing here Ellie in my notes That says That you're very supportive And kind because one, But it's true uh, My partner Brian Teethel You were the first person To ask him To do something He was like Walking around Always asking Can I do a spot Can I do a thing I think the the show he did at uh, your post-performance podcast, he yeah. did like five minutes and it was the first time someone had asked him rather than he asked and it really meant a lot to him.
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> so, that's so nice. I didn't, I, I was just like, he'd be a good person to do it. I and mean, I like, but also, yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking it's like he deserves those shots. You know what I mean? Like, And
0: that's why you're a, a supportive, sensitive person. You actually look at someone and go, they deserve a shot. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that that happens. Like on mass, yeah. In necessarily In the community But yeah. I think you want To make the whole community A friendlier More supportive uh, collaborative Where people space. are lo- It's yeah. collaborative Like yeah. you
1: know what I, I guess comedies We have a re- comedian standup stand-up comics We have a reputation As being lone dogs And all this crack And there's a There's a lot of uh, Nearly fetishization of that You know what yeah. I mean Like we like Big up this romantic notion Of the hard-working Lonesome comedian It's yeah. just like no, just build stuff together. It's more fun. Yeah, like, yeah. totally. Why not do fun things like uh, and there's loads of cool stuff happening now, like retrovision. Um, Nerd Heard, Nerd Herd. Uh, um, Una has that. Una, my man. Has oh, I
2: saw her scene. Yeah, she yeah, has a yeah. scene.
1: I was like, that is fuck as fuck. I love it. It's really which, cool. Yeah. Which she's asking random comedians just like, yeah, do you want to do something cool here? It's like, yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of it might be a response to a lot of us going like, oh, actually, we're very far down the queue in terms of comedy in the in the established order. Yeah. And also maybe, hey, maybe we're not going to make that much money off comedy, so let's just make something cool that we love.
2: Yeah, and create.
1: Create, and then find alternative audiences yeah. as well. Like, and,
0: and not wait to ask for permission yeah. from some fucking guy in a suit to tell you, now, uh, now is your turn. I will allow you. Like, yeah. you find a voice yourself. By I, fucking shouting is how you find your voice, you know?
1: I mean, like, uh, um when I started comedy I was pretty quick into trying to run my own things or do cool weird things but like that was to frustration to me like being the first time in my life where I in a creative sense where I had to be like get permission off somebody to do something right. creatively I'm like I'm like well, no this is this is one of the most punk art forms there is you're literally just getting up on stage sometimes without a mic yes. in, Ar- in Ireland particularly which yeah. is, I love actually as well but you're just doing it. Like, literally, why are we at waiting for somebody to tell us we can do it?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, go f- make a thing. Like, I know, I was try to build something different. If a knife fails, a knife fail. I don't get this weird, like, oh, that knife failed. Like, nearly people, you know, being, exci- like, other
0: promoters uh, being excited about it. Well, that's not very magnanimous now, is it? It's like, but, but also, like, failures, you shouldn't be afraid of, and it, yeah. you're not. But that's another theme In this podcast Everybody I talk to Who does stuff And puts stuff out consistently Knows that there's a chance Of failure But what the fuck is failure yeah. like You gotta try I'm, And sure You know What's success What's failure
1: I mean we are talking about this Before the podcast That comedy is inherently Going up tr- Like when you're writing New material You know you're gonna fail Right like, you, like the first year of comedy I think Should be just getting used To the fact that You might bomb sometimes Going yeah. to the hardest rooms You can find Like I used to go out to Wrap minds to a fucking all music night and hop up and do five ten minutes yeah and like have to like it'd be like seven white guys with middle-aged white guys with guitars doing oasis covers and then it's like here's my dick jokes i'm gonna throw a dildo at you now <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know what i mean like you did know? they duck or grab it which happened
1: <laughs> <laughs> men's uh, it's like it's a test uh. <laughs> It's like, oh, I see. You're a member of the BDSM community. Yeah.
0: <laughs> good to know. And so, but that—that's a tough fucking room. That's very different from um this safe space where that you there's created, every, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's good, isn't it? As like well. that—that's like facing into something. that's has. This is funny. There's sirens, sirens going, going by. Go, I don't care. That's the reality tough of room. Tough room. Yeah. Tough room. Sirens going on <laughs> <laughs> That's the reality of being in the hood of what. Upper, Bagot but, uh, <laughs> upper bag of street but a, 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 a tough room will grow you it'll grow you faster so it's nice to do nice kind sports things it's also nice to do hard things that might go a bit horrible like i mean both just discuss. do
1: all the things yeah. that's what i'm saying especially if you're a new comic like i'm a new comic still I'm, do you consider
0: yourself a new comic
1: yeah i'm only august 2018 is when i started
0: oh fucking hell okay yeah
1: right. I, I mean i've done over 300 gigs in that year and a half. That's so,
0: that's that and that's what I was thinking. I was like, you're very developed, but that's because you fucking get out there and um, play the shit out yeah, of gigs. I, I was like,
1: I need to be doing at least when I started, I was like, I need to be doing like five gigs a week right. at least to develop. I'm not getting them. So what I'll do, I'll go stand on a stage outdoors and N C A D. Like I went anywhere that would let me front like, you know. <laughs>
0: I, <laughs> anything that had a platform of any kind you went I'll this do that. is this is it i'll do yeah. that yeah
1: except oddly enough considering what i know i didn't for the first eight months i didn't do any queer nights okay i didn't do any cabaret scenes or any. i didn't
0: Queer a choice
1: that was a choice decision because i wanted to develop as a comic before i i wanted to, to make sure i worked in every room
0: Okay That you could have Broader appeal because yeah, I knew
1: I could be funny To a queer audience
0: Right Who we, already yeah. Were clued in and, Yeah,
1: yeah And it. like understand And we have Common reference points Yes But like if you don't Have that skill To reach out To different people From a completely Different perspective And considering that Trans people are less Than 1% of the population Right You know that It's just a wordy Like there's nothing wrong With doing those cabaret scenes But yeah. like, like stylistically I'm probably one of the More clubby queer trans uh, trans comics
0: You just wanted to make sure that uh, you can make anybody laugh not just like let's say your tribe or yeah Yeah. no that's that's great
1: I know I was just like also maybe it was because it was too safe a space
0: You were trying to make a challenge for yourself because you're somebody who likes a challenge
1: uh, yeah i'm, I'm oh, apparently i'm a masochist <laughs> <laughs>
0: apparently
1: Apparent, apparently a comedic masochist
0: well, what made i you, can't say that word <laughs> what made you get into comedy in the first place
1: uh, i went to a gig a friend had free tickets for the laughter lounge which happens sometimes yeah. and uh when I asked that i wanted to go ask me and i was like yeah sure R- went into it um i saw it was all guys on stage which is like they're good one of them uh, bombed hard and okay but lent into the bomb yeah and i started doing nazi jokes and i was like f that guy I, i'm funnier i can be funnier than him and then i applied for a night uh, i applied for a spot and three weeks later my first gig okay uh turns out i'm not funnier than that guy i'm now <laughs> friends with him and he's a lovely man okay. <laughs> but like it was just like from where my perspective was at the time i was i just was like you know, Fuck this yeah. I'm,
0: I can get up Does this person know That he was I, a, In a sense An inspiration A very I, weird I, inspiration I, I think he knows
1: He was an inspiration But I don't think he knows How he was an inspiration <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Do I break it to him? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe
0: leave that one now No for he's, a,
1: he's super cool He no. also turns out Punk as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah.
0: That that that's fascinating. It's amazing because I've actually seen people bomb in the laughter lounge as well, and you kind of think how can I, like the laughter lounge is uh, and like it's huge. It's a huge it room. It's, it's like so- 350
1: or something. Yeah, and people.
0: it's not really. It's kind of the only thing that's like this in Dublin which is a, a, a lineup of always very experienced comedians there's no yeah. there's no one new no one's doing any material no one's breaking any material or oh, trying anything well, new it's ve- like, no no you yeah. totally wouldn't it's very established and it's it's very for people maybe you don't go to comedy like oh, yeah
1: it's the top 40 of comedy and there's nothing wrong with that either yeah but like yeah but they're but, also it makes the audience, because of that decision yeah like, that's it no as in it's like the watching the chart show as a kid. You know yes, what I mean? yeah. Like it's... But there's nothing wrong with that because comedy is for everyone. Of course. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it tends to lead to a slight... Pro- I would say... I don't want to... I'm not like complaining or bemoaning about it it lends to a conservatism and they're very safe yeah yeah yeah, they're booking super safe because people pay 25
0: quid in um it's like a lot of work nights out it's um block bookings it's like people getting like pissed and having like a big laugh and it's about it being big which is totally fine but surprisingly i too have seen people bombing it and i kind of think I'm surprised that they haven't locked it and even tighter. that like no one yeah. can bomb but it just shows that no one's even if you're having someone very safe very experienced doing their most material that kills in a giant room sort of full of people who were fucking locked on a work night out and they yeah. can still bomb it's pay, capable I mean, for yeah. anyone to bomb to be
1: fair I haven't done it but I heard it's actually quite a tough room to yeah, do yeah yeah but like there's, there's a lot of people like we like can talk you're having a conversation with you in comedy Yes. If you're having a conversation with 350 people, majority are drunk. Yeah. It's actually quite a hard thing to it's, do.
0: That's challenging. Yeah, yeah, but
1: yeah, it's it's a strange one. Um, but yeah, just have it.
0: But that's interesting. So you just went to the Laugh Lounge. You were moved to give it a bash yourself. Yeah. And had you been kind of kicking this round for like a couple no, of years I and never, stuff? No, I never.
1: Well, this is the thing. And this is why I think talking straight is important. Um, I had never seen at that time... I'd never seen a trans comic before. Right. Never seen somebody like me do comedy. Okay. So it never was a perspective. Like I listen. I loved like all the classic Irish comics and Billy Connolly as well. Growing up, you know, went to see Joe Rudy and Des Bishop when they came through town, you know, anybody like in Athlone where I grew up, but I never thought about doing it myself. And then like when I, just before I transitioned, I went through like a really bad, period of mental health okay and i was obsessed with this show show called the chris gettard show and it's just this public access tv show from new york i've became- heard a
0: podcast hey. of him he's on the james altucher podcast yeah, he's, he's, he's fucking amazing I,
1: i'm obsessed my favorite comedian still okay yeah But like yeah. his thing was he built a community like it's a huge inspiration he he had a had a his story is amazing but he had like uh, a, a short run uh, Sitcom On uh, Comedy Central In the US Yeah And it failed miserably mm. And he was back in New York Completely Nobody wanted to touch him And he just went I'm gonna do a public access TV show Yeah And it's just him and his friends And just made weird stuff Like one of the greatest episodes Of it's called One Man's Trash And literally Like the guests are Like Jason Masouskas Like really good oh guy Oh god I love him Yeah Like he's really amazing All his UCB heads And like He drive One Man's Trash Probably my favourite episode TV ever just, they brought um, uh, one of the big wheelie you know, commercial trash cans into into the studio. Like a dumpster thing. A dumpster, yeah. yeah, essentially. And uh, had people call in and guess what was in it. And that's the whole show. It's amazing. <laughs> and when you find out what's in it, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Oh God. Even though it's like two years old. It's just this, the, like what's in it is just like amazing. Let's just say nobody else would have had what's in it on their TV show and like just have that thing in a dumpster. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's just his approach, but just like he'd always like, even now, like after his that show went off, it was on, went to cable TV then and had like it ran for 10 years and now he has another show called Chris Getter Presents. Yeah. Back in that slot on, uh, where he just finds his favorite alternative comedians in New York and gives them an hour of TV. Yeah. because he like, produces it. Because he
2: just
0: finds that, uh, that level of, the best place to express himself creatively like yeah. there's a freedom t- yeah to that. He, yeah
1: he's from a punk background as well he's yeah, was a recurring team like he totally. just 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 did it like you know what i mean just made a thing with his friends that became a cult thing that people love yeah and when it went mainstream it didn't quite have the same success but it was savage yeah you know it's just and that's it that's all you have to do is just make a thing that people love and you <laughs> keep doing and
0: first off you have to Love, love it, it. Yeah. or you you have to uh it has to be uh, like pressing your buttons yeah. a, and getting you excited and uh, so you this you were going through a that, period I was
1: obsessed with that so for me it was like all of a sudden like I still wasn't seeing trans comics but like all of a sudden comedy was accessible yeah and then just at that time I happened to see that bomb and just went I'm doing this okay yeah that was just
0: a coalescing even, even of though things. yeah it was
1: just a combination even though like that stand-up I mean, that wasn't stand up. Like, it was comedy, but it wasn't stand up. Yeah. It was like, it was definitely from the improv background. Yeah. Which I have no instinct to do, which is weird. I don't know why. <laughs> like, not shitting on it or anything. I just don't. I I, do, yeah. I, even I, though I'm all about collaborating, I'm just like, I don't know. I like, I don't
2: know. Anyways, it's a little bit, <laughs> it's a,
0: t- I don't know. Is it a bit formulaic? Like, even when you see people are f- fucking amazing at improv and I have you go well okay this is my take on improv you go and see something that's improv like and they're fucking amazing and they do like there's five people and you might go to an hour show and you're fucking falling around you come out of it and you go I can't remember one thing I just saw (laughs) Uh, well it was very entertaining
2: I think
1: the skill set though like nearly all my favorite stand-ups are from improv backgrounds where right. they do stuff that's They they make stuff like the Chris Gettys show Which they use all the skill set from it
0: Yes but, but to propagate A more personal message There's something impersonal about traditional Improv As, yeah. as Maybe as I understand it I may not have in, be in full possession of the facts While yeah. I see it's very funny and skilled For me it's not personal enough somehow
1: yeah, I mean, I think the Harold's which is... Okay, we're going into improv theory. Let's not do that. No, no I'm interested. No. Jesus, we
0: talk for an hour. We can talk about whatever the fuck we want. Yeah,
1: no, there's a... like Because improv, you have games which are structured. Because, like, everything's improvised, so they're coming up on the spot. But they have...
0: There's still rules and processes around yeah, it. So like, that. a jazz musician isn't fucking inventing Yeah, music. it's like the they, scales. Yeah, it's yeah. the
1: scales. You know, they have games, so they different ones or different concepts. So... Like, in a way, actually, think weirdly thinking, Retrovision, I uh, nearly think of it as an improv game. Right. And the game, the structure is two comics improvising around about a movie. It's like, we're not writing stuff when we go up there. Like, we've both seen this movie, but we're just riffing off it. But that's actually improv, I think, in a weird way. Because it's got a structure. It's giving us a structure to be funny within so that we can meet. Because if you have multiple comedic personalities, you can't just go wall is white and then somebody you know what I mean you need to have a structure that people can play in it
0: and and also a bit of safety there where people you uh you you have to allow the other person to like talk and be supportive of the other person and I know that's a lot of improv is about that there's two people together yeah it's yes and it's not rejecting the other people's idea and it's almost feeling safe to to take a risk and it's a bit like your comedians all sitting around together on the, the Ray Darcy <laughs> yeah. show. You're actually trying to give each other some space, but also be there for each other in some way. And that's where some gold could come from, that you're allowed to take a risk, but you feel supported.
1: You know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a strange concept. But I mean, you see that like that yes and has definitely permeated true dublin comedy i think you yeah. know i always joking it's like keep dublin comedy weird you know what i mean <laughs> but right. like i did anybody's doing alternative stuff even from a stand-up perspective they have that attitude of yes and uh, like when somebody says something like they're like we'll get on board with this we'll do it like you yeah. know if you look i see a lot of the alternative scene before us like root hunter and that's sort of, and connor Tool and that gang they definitely a lot of them had improv backgrounds as well, like right. where they're using that skill set. Like, you know? it's
0: probably a handy thing to like study and do because there's lots of courses yeah. and things. It's it, it probably is no harm to extend. That's,
1: it's so funny though. That's one of my main blocks to actually doing improv. Like I've done it a couple of times, but it's like got up and done it kind of thing.
0: Right.
2: Which is
1: probably in every other improviser's nightmare. It's like you know, it's like oh no, she doesn't know what she's doing. You don't know the rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, um it's. But my big block goes back to the punk thing. I resent having to pay to do a course and be told how to do
2: something. Okay. (laughs) Which is like
1: some weird mental block. Not that there's anything wrong with actually doing that. But for me personally, it's like comedy was this thing, especially as a trans woman, where I have this space to have my own voice to do a thing. And I don't like being told how to do it. Yes. Even though I recognize the benefits of being told how to do it. I'm just like, I just don't want to pay someone to someone to do it you know what I mean yeah. like,
0: uh, I, I think a lot of people use you know I did a stand up course I did the one in the gate yeah and there's nothing wrong with that yeah yeah I, 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 it's just like uh, other, I'm a big see I'm a big course person oh, I've cool. done loads of like writing courses and things I I, for me I can tend towards the lazy so a thing that I have to go out and do on a Tuesday night for three hours keeps me on the straight and narrow <laughs> yeah like, I'm on board I, I, I kind of need that structure maybe le- a little bit less so now but a few years ago I needed that kick up the arse of knowing I have to be in this room at six o'clock at that or if I'm doing a writing course I'm doing a short story course I got I have to have something to bring in next week so I have to sit down and write I have to do my homework essentially I must be monitored (laughs) so I need these rules or else I might not do my homework I mean everybody uses that to a certain extent yeah yeah,
1: my first one of that is just booking a gig is like I have to be here for this time Ah. and then I'll do and then be like oh no I have to figure this out like yeah. I remember I signed up to the do, accountability there. Yeah, yeah. I signed up to New Nerd her a while ago. I was like, Oh, I'll do like 10 minutes on Eileen Gray and I'll write jokes you know beforehand showed up it's like I have not had all right, natty jokes <laughs> <laughs> just, you,
0: I was there I was very informative no it was actually gas as well yeah. but you had to then go fuck I have to make this uh, while yeah. I love Eileen Gray and I know now it's better I also have to fucking make this funny yeah, yeah. it's just
1: like I'm just there struggling through the story looking for a punchline to stick in like, you know yeah, what I mean yeah. and then the mic stand started falling over I was like <laughs> I am making you I'm taking a minute to play with this because this is I need, I need a breeder that. to come up with jokes <laughs>
0: Everybody look at the mic stand. Yeah. 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 Uh, the nerd herds is a great night. That's that. another Sunday. Like, Sunday. That.
1: Sundays become Weird Dublin Sunday. Weird art.
0: Dublin Sunday. Um, and uh,
1: comedians about borders as well,
2: which is Is good. that
0: a Sunday as yeah. well? You see, there you go. And and there's something nice about this a Sunday where people aren't like I know you actually don't drink, but lots of people. Don't really drink on Sunday. You have like people have one drink or none drinks, which I'm sure doesn't make the pubs that happy. But uh, it's not like people yeah. are getting hammers. It's yeah. a real civilized on a Sunday night. It's a night. real
1: nice like watching TV at home in a weird way. Like yeah. you know what I mean. It's like a warm,
0: it's comfy, chill. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. very
1: unusual. I like it. Yeah. 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 So
0: this there is a there is a, a kind of a Sunday thing in the retrovision, the nerd herd, the token stray comedians without borders were taken over Sunday their weird Weird bullshit yeah
1: having fun with it Uh, yeah but
0: there's plenty of choice there for people who actually want to go out and do those things I haven't looked at my notes at all but I think that's a
1: good sign yeah I think (laughs) I
0: am actually um, I'm hitting everything I want to do so that's good Uh, about post performance pints so you um, have a podcast post performance pints the conceit being it's a exclusively talking to comedians podcast. They do a show and then you and some other comics chat to them then after the show. Yeah, on
1: stage in front of the audience. In front
0: of a live audience. It's a it's like a really good format. Is that on a hiatus or what's happening yeah, there? Yeah, it went on a
1: hiatus when the Fringe came about, Edinburgh Fringe came about and, uh, and my co-host went to the Fringe yeah. and Jesters was kind of half and like was in hibernation mode. Yes, okay. Com- for non-comedian people from the comedy world Edinburgh Fringe in the, in Ireland and the UK is kind of the be all and end all for a lot of like the year structured. It's nearly our New Year's as well. Like yeah. you know, it's everything leads up to Edinburgh Fringe, and like for me, I don't really actually kind of fit into that model just because of lifestyle and just not having money to go spend a month in Scotland. Yeah, you're not
0: you're not fringe focused in the way lots yeah. of people are. Yeah,
1: but anyways, this podcast went on I hate us at the time because they're gone, and then we just. Never, because it's organizing so many people and there's so much stuff like we've talked about bringing it back in different iterations and trying to make it slightly different thing, but it just hasn't happened yet. yet yes. I would say.
0: You're still noodling around. Yeah, and with like, it.
1: As, although I found a good online audience. We actually struggled to get people who want to come in and sit through an hour of comedians talking. Yeah, on stage. I was
0: I was at like two or three of them and I really liked it. Yeah. But I fucking love podcasts and I love comedy. So I was like, this is brilliant. This is exactly what I want to see. I highly thought it was incredibly informative. I was sitting there with my notebook taken. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was really informative and really interesting. And a really, really great format. Like, I would love to see oh, it back. Thanks. Well, I'll keep that under consideration yeah yeah because I just thought that was great I think there's a lot of scope there oh, yeah and
1: it's a classic thing of like a band taking hiatus and then like treat the three myself emily ashmore and pedro Guerra. pedro runs means Without border emily's hugely busy and a really successful comedian we just like yeah sitting down and going twice a month we're gonna meet up and do this you yeah, know carving
0: it's, out that time that yeah. works for everybody of course that's and that's like the one of the challenges of collaboration True. is finding things that suit everybody yeah uh, you know and it's very yeah you've got three busy people there just even going How is Wednesday three weeks? And people are like, actually, no, I'm doing a gig and whatever. And someone's like, oh, well, I'm doing a gig and whatever. And you're like, okay, what about Wednesday four weeks? And it just keeps pushing and pushing. I mean, that's
1: the beauty of post forms fine so having three hosts <laughs> yeah. is that like there's it's often just two of us you know what i mean like we like there was one that's that I true you can there.
0: rotate out yeah
1: just like if it's like and there's one or two there's one where it's just me and you know what i mean yeah. like it just happens to work you know like
0: yeah that's the, true so while the optimum might be three you can easily manage with two yeah yeah, yeah. but so maybe not just...
1: the one because it loses the idea was that it was meant to recreate the conversations comedians have after gigs that are just fun. And yeah. Where everyone's a bit loose and from the adrenaline of a gig and everything. Yeah. But so if there's like only two of us, it's still it's an interview. Right. Whereas if there's at least three people there, the guests and two hosts, and ideally three three hosts, like four people, it just becomes a chat. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's more people knocking around. Like.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: No, because um, it. I I just think it's a great format. So you should definitely.
1: Do so. Oh, thank really? you. Uh no, yeah, that I learned so much from promoting that and doing that and creating that. And yeah. it was one of the first product projects I did when I started. Yeah. Um, I was like, I'm gonna do this. This will be fun. I'm gonna try to build this weird thing, and which is like weird for somebody who's like a month into comedy to start that. Yes. Just to go and then also around the same time started the petty and heartbroken tour
0: okay i'm actually don't know what that is so you yeah can tell i think me that was before that. brian started it was, okay uh,
1: myself emily ashmore john o'keefe and terry norman i decided i wanted to do, i wanted to do more country gigs and tour but like the thing is i'm not a name or i'm a new comic so i decided to package it as a product as in an exp- night rather than traditionally in ireland where you tour you tour as a big name as a name yeah so I was like let's just put together a really good hour and 15 hour and a half show for solid comedians that yeah. don't have any profile yeah and try to make it and go to, and we were like, went to Kilkenny and Killarney and just did random gigs. And how
0: did it go? Terribly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like waiting to it and it was amazing.
1: No, like, a, I'd love to go back and revisit it now, now that we're all better comedians and yeah. better promoters. And like, we learned a lot, like building the brand around it and you know. This is
0: another, this is exactly the thematically what we're talking about. Failing out loud. Like, yeah, you can play it really safe and just like in testers or whatever, as a new comedian, keep your head down. Or else the four of you can get into a car and, and inflict <laughs> yourselves on the poor people of Killarney. <laughs> and like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Even if it's even if it's not fucking the best entertainment anyone's ever had in their whole life, who cares? It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Like everyone just goes about their lives. It's fun. I mean, you're yeah. going out
1: and doing it. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, if you're charging people, you want to make them have a good experience. Of course. But at the same time, you're trying your best. Yeah. You know, um, like it was fun. We realized though, a lot of the time it was like. Be like oh we're going to this place oh I went to college near there I'll message my friend they'll show up with five people you know what I mean yes. like the audience was like that it was like weird and then we we're like if we talked about bringing it back and the way we wanted to do it was do a gaff a gaff party tour oh my god yeah yeah because then you're just like going to, and then just do a bucket at the end like bucket show model where you pass around a Hash, so literally like busking, you know what so I mean. So you're
0: actually playing in people's houses. Yeah. Okay. In a
1: Really intimate room, so in yeah. somebody's living room where they'll have throw a house party. You have. Could you do
0: a gig here in this room? Yeah.
1: You could. It. It'd be different. It's. <laughs> it's. It, it. wouldn't be what you think of as a comedy gig. Yeah. And this is we're talking about spaces, like, and there's nothing wrong with that either, as long as it's good. Yeah. Like, there's root. I'm thinking about this recently, in comedy. There's loads of rules in comedy, and the reason there's rules is because they're there to solve a problem. Yeah. But if you identify that problem and come up with a solution for that problem, you can break that rule.
0: Yeah. As, it, yeah as long as you have an alternate, an alternate. Yeah. So if it, you're doing... Respect any- the rules. But yeah. You don't necessarily have to live 100% by them as long as you yeah. yeah. As long as you don't have that same problem. If yeah.
1: you're doing a, Say this room, which is, for the listeners is uh, office normally, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a nice, small, bright white room. If you were doing a gig... It's got a brick wall. It's got a brick wall. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Um, <laughs> It probably it's a small enough room that you wouldn't need a microphone yeah you wouldn't so you wouldn't you could use a microphone but there's a power dynamic with a microphone so you got to think about these little things yeah so for this room because it's so small and i'm guessing the kind of gig you want to do would nearly like an intimate gather, gathering
2: yeah well so just, then just take yeah. away the
1: microphone yeah and then it, you're removing an obstacle between the audience and the community. it's like nearly like your friend getting up to tell jokes in front of you.
0: But you still probably want some level of authority. So something maybe to make the, the person like a, a little kind of stagey thing. So they're yeah, a little bit raised up. You need up.
1: a focus. Like, yeah. So but that could be simple as putting a nice carpet in the corner that they stand on. That yes. just designates a space. This is okay. the stage space. And then again like using that nice carpet that that's adding to that homely feel that yeah. you don't So there's little weird things like that. Yeah, like yeah. and it also does take a certain amount of skill as a comedian. And like. Especially, particularly Dublin comedians, because we're kind of weird in that a lot of our main clubs don't have microphones.
0: I know it's nuts, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah.
1: I know. Actually, the inter last week, actually international, uh, comedy club actually got a mic. Okay, it's changed sort of. I'm the comedy seller for the first time since ADH has a microphone.
2: Oh right, right. Which is
1: interesting because that room. The reason for that was, uh, particularly. The they do they do a late show that starts at like ten o'clock at night. Yeah, and that's quite a rowdy crowd, which is really fun. But I've if, never
0: been at that late but show. Yeah, but you
1: need yeah. a microphone to for as a power dynamic to even just to talk. But if somebody's heckling you, yeah, you need to be louder than them when you're slagging them off. Otherwise, the audience can't hear you. It just turns into an argument.
2: Right. You know what I mean? You yeah. know, it
1: turns into two people shouting at each
0: other, and that's shit.
1: No one. Yeah. Wants that. Nobody. Yeah. Like whereas if a comedian has a microphone and they say something, they can just go. Make some funny joke about, or say something like, "Your mother didn't love you enough," or something yeah. like. that you know I mean? It always, it always goes to the mother. Does yeah, I not Well, I generally go go, especially if it's a cis person. I'm like, "Nice gender, did your mommy pick it out for you?" <laughs> What's it like being stuck on factory mode? <laughs> Stuff like that, okay. like you know, like it's like, oh, which is a bit mean. Like, I don't normally be mean to my, my audiences. but, but this uh, is a heckle yeah. type situation. You need to, it's, it's like a dog, you need to establish dominance, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and you're not gonna piss at them. So, yeah, you want to say something yeah. that it gives you back the authority, yeah. But
1: that's basically what we were saying, though. It's like, that's again, these little weird things like that to consider, and you can break the rules. Like, yeah, I need um, with people, I really wanted to do. I was inspired by interactive theatre. Okay. I really want to do a cool, I guess it's it's verging out of stand-up comedy, but I wanted to get like six really good comedians with like a 10-minute story joke and put them in six different rooms and the audience would go into the one room and they'll do and the room would be dressed like a set yeah. to look to reflect the story. Say if I was doing material about Uganda, which I often do i make it look like Uganda or something. And I'd be doing a bit about this, you know, and then they walk out and they walk into the next room and then there's another 10 minute show. And yeah. then some another group comes into the first room.
0: That's a great idea. It's like a journey. Yeah. yeah. And that's
1: like just thinking about comedic spaces differently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To set that scene. Space is important.
1: Space is so important. Yeah. How you set up a room is so important. Dynamics, how you set up the room is so like it's not an
0: afterthought it should be like one of the first things to consider it doesn't
1: have to be your standard comedy club but if you're doing standard stand up there's a reason the standard comedy club exists the way it does yeah with the the dark room with the mic with a spotlight with a focus on the comedian yeah like there's loads of reasons for that there's a power dynamic people laugh more in the dark because, like, you know, because
0: they can uh, open not,
1: up, they're it, not conscious about how they look. Yeah. People, it's studies, no one's
0: looking at them. Studies
1: have shown that people are conscious. Like, so it's really interesting. Like, if you go to think, and I think that's a problem with a lot of comedian, like comedians when they start a night, they don't think about these dynamics because they're just thinking about telling the material.
0: Yeah, they're kind of thinking about themselves. They're yeah. going, I can't get on. I have to put a fucking night on. But they're not really thinking about the audience and they're not thinking about what makes a good night. Yeah, and they
1: tend to think about replicating a space. Like what I love about Retrovision is the set in Retrovision sets up the room like it changes that room completely to yeah. be about what the night is about. Yeah. And that is so important, whether it was a conscious or not conscious decision. No, it was
0: very conscious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you
1: know what I mean? I presumed it was. <laughs> yeah, totally. But like that's so important, you know? Yeah. It's it's really strange like that. that and
0: Brian had these very specific ideas about setting up a room and having like a, a row really close to the comedian at the front to have that intimacy and all that those type of type of things that are actually important
1: like we're obsessed with things like low roofs and stuff like that and there's a reason for that but also there's more we're not thinking big enough a lot as comedians and as promoters yeah yeah about
0: spaces yeah so that's it you you got to think about the space because the space is what makes people be funny and it's what makes an audience willing to laugh exactly and that's that's a whole thing fucking hell okay um fascination um, I could talk to you all day I, and we're going yeah, to we're, we're getting
1: we're going so inside baseball which I guess is the point of the totally podcast the and Man. it's nerd I'm like I should tell some jokes that's nah. kind of my job and I'm like <laughs> nah let's nerd out and get serious but, <laughs> totally I
0: think this is this is what I want to fucking hear uh, have you because uh, this is another thing that I always talk to people on the podcast about this is about creativity and it's about um, putting things out have you any projects sitting in a drawer things that you want to do and get out you have your theatre your uh, what did oh, you say? I've, interactive? What was it? Uh, interactive
1: just? comedic theater. We'll call yeah, it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like that, that's that's
1: that's so that's, that's mop all for over a year.
0: No. Right. Okay. But uh, you're you're still probably walking around and almost like finessing it somehow yeah, I'm, mentally I'm, as you I'm live
1: co- your life. You know, looking for the rooms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like find that that depends wholly on the space you're using. Yeah. It has to be like a nearly like a not quite a straight hallway but it needs to be a hallway with six rooms off but that are you can't hear the next room yeah you know like there's a lot of requirements to get that right space but yeah no i very much a firm believer of just writing everything down you think of yeah even if it's a bad idea and it'll come back to you even in just the most pure comedic terms right down a crappy one line that you think of and you're like oh i'll never use that's terrible but then you'll write a five minute minute story joke and that will suddenly slot in yes you know what I mean like a year later like you know but it's the same with all creative ideas things slot into other things they evolved you know I have a lot of random I, I have 50 million ideas a day there yeah. most of them are stupid everyone's ideas are stupid it's like uh that study they did, they did it was an American study where they went to a group of kindergarten students and they gave them a safety pin and they told them to come up with uses for safety pins and they came up with like every one of them came up with, I I can't think of the exact number, but they came up with a ridiculous amount of ideas for it. They you were know? able to innovate. They're all, they're all creative geniuses. Like the like the amount of like if you give that to an adult, they'd come up with. Most adults come up with maybe three four. Yeah. And then a creative genius will come up with with a certain amount we'll say 100 or something like that yeah well all these children's were creative genius they went back to the same ones eight years later and this it went drastically down and it's an ongoing study yeah and like a lot of that's to do with our education system how we think about and i mean i'm sure most of those ideas were like ridiculous or unfeasible but the fact that they could think of that idea—they could
0: think of it and they could kind of articulate. it They didn't throw it out as Straight a go. Around. Oh no, that's bollocks! As soon as they they thought of it, yeah. it's like it's it's writing. It's writing them. Then it's having the idea. It's a letting yourself have the idea. I love James Altucher. He has this podcast, and he's one of my favorite podcasters. But no one else I know it I seems know to the like name, him. I right. never listened. To he's him. fucking, and he had your man on Chris. What's his name? that you like to get it yeah yeah i'm gonna put a link to his thing in the show notes yeah. because also
1: chris getter's podcast beautiful anonymous is amazing just leave I will,
2: will, yeah yeah no yeah.
0: totally I'm, I'm like i'm gonna link back to that but james altitude the first thing he does every single day or one thing that he does for his own creativity is he writes down 10 ideas every day and he has to write down the 10 ideas and it could be business ideas or yeah. ideas for a joke or he's somebody actually stand at he started stand-up comedy when he was in his fifties, and he wow, was, that's you know, because he's one of these people who just fucking does whatever they feel, yeah. whatever they feel like. He's very, very cool, and he's gone broke like three different times. He's gone bankrupt. That's so, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I he he sounds like my kid. I'm really, on board with that. He's like, really yeah. He also he sold every single thing that he owned. Wow, like everything, and he lives in an Airbnb. He didn't sell it. He got his friends to either sell it or throw it away including like pictures of his kids and everything he Ooh. went i don't fucking want it anymore and he has like a two changes of clothes and he lives in an airbnb and he just doesn't give a shit about anything i love him so unattached. i love that though he just got married so like he's slightly he's, attached. yeah
1: he, he must be buying into that lifestyle
0: <laughs> I, I guess so but he's not afraid then to change and move it, yeah. it, like if he feels like fucking buying something he'll but he, he would change and pivot. And I like people who aren't so attached to the idea of who they are. See, yeah, yeah, I'm told.
1: Well, I killed my previous persona. <laughs> <laughs> I, do have, a li- I do have a line in my in my joke about my relationship with my parents. Where I'm like, I, I, sometimes it's strange. I don't blame them. After all, I am the cunt that killed their favorite son. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We shouldn't be, we all should not be afraid to kill previous versions yeah. of ourselves and maybe be, so, be less attached.
1: I was going to say, yeah, I think it's more about, because everyone evolves and iterates themselves. So we've talked about that a lot over the podcast, but like people get attached to an idea of their identities. Yeah. Like I remember when I, I used to kayak for Ireland and kayaking was my obsession from the age 10 to about 24. Five I wanted
0: six. to ask you all about kayaking, but we never yeah. got onto no, it. no, there's yeah, a yeah.
1: whole world that's also very punk DIY, and yeah, I used yeah. to run. A, I think I was the, I, when I was 18, I was the Irish Freestyle Kayaking Committee's uh, event. Officer so I was running The national championships And stuff like that So so yeah. Yeah, Which it, it, trust me Is not as impressive As it sounds like, <laughs> I was a professional kayaker What's that mean I lived in a tent For three months <laughs> You know It's like It's not impressive like. I have
0: written here Professional kayaker Who pays you for that
1: <laughs> I literally have
0: no idea Like You survive
1: From the kayak company. It's like Skateboarding. Ah, or, yeah, okay, yeah, it's um, yeah, a sponsorship. You know I mean? Yeah, we right. end the work. Like I was a team manager for one of my sponsors, and then began designing for them and stuff like that. so wow. you, you yeah. end up nobody. There's like five people who are professional, professional kayakers. You're, yeah, you're in that sphere You can be a full time kayaker, but even a professional is not. A, it was is. I say it sometimes, but in a comedic sense. Reality wise, I was a full time kayaker. You know okay, what I mean? yeah, 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 there's no, a no. different, there's a huge difference. I but. see,
0: but that was like a that was your obsession, yeah, that was right?
1: all my focus. Yeah, yeah. I would walk back. Where were you we with
0: that? Oh, okay. No, we were talking about identity. Oh, yeah, but when yeah. I
1: stopped kayaking, I had this sudden like identity core, like Who crisis, am I? Yeah, yeah, like I've built my lifestyle around this, you know what I mean? It's so it's so strange, like, yeah, and it's so easy to do that. I've never be well. I'm pretty attached to my identity as a comedian now, but I'm more willing for it to evolve and change over yeah. time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I used to be in bands. We said that up yeah. was a top podcast. And when I, I, it just wasn't doing it for me anymore. And I didn't enjoy any aspect of it anymore. Yeah. And I went, okay, I'm actually not going to be in a band anymore. I felt really lost because, yeah, from from 13 yeah. to, I don't know, like 20 that was all I thought about and all I did, you know. See, that's so interesting
1: that you actually made that decision. Because I yeah. definitely see a lot of people in creative pursuits, particularly comedy, where they're, like, miserable. Oh, because like, they've
0: stuck with it then. Yeah, and why like, are if I, you so attached to
2: doing this? Why if I
0: don't do it anymore, what am I going to do?
1: Or why are you doing it the way you're doing it? Yeah. Why aren't you trying to do something else, like, guys who are, I'm not getting booked anywhere. It's like, well, you need to change the narrative around how yourself, your your brand as a comedian, but also you need to look at what you what you're doing and what you want to do. Yeah. And are you doing what you want to do? Just stop waiting for somebody else to validate you by putting you on at the laughter lounge. Yeah, yeah. Go do something. Else. You know what I mean? Like what
2: excites
0: you about it? What do you see if if you were somebody looking at the outside yeah, in at you? What would you see? Make mm-hmm.
1: a co- online sketch. Make a do. You know what I mean? Just do, do yourself. Just yeah, swivel a bit. Yeah, Yeah. Civilize.
0: <laughs> okay, Jesus, we've been talking for way over an hour. Oh, that's good. I'm going to have to get you back on because there's actually like 50 million other things that are all on this that I haven't even I'll bring fucking... more jokes next
2: time. No, <laughs> you
0: were you were hilariously not jokey, but perfectly perfect for the podcast. And it's like funny. and also funny, so don't worry about it. Okay, amazing. We're going to go to lunch Yeah but... Lunch. Okay. <laughs> amazing. Thank you so much, Ali. Thank you for having me.